Welcome to the NCTM podcast. My name is Steve McCormack from the NCTM communications team. And today we're going to talk about um, what often happens in secondary school math departments, namely that uh, teachers teach uh, maths to some classes, but they're not what we call maths specialists. Their, their home, their main speciality is in another curriculum area. But nevertheless, it, it's just as important uh, that they have access to all the, all the professional development opportunities that are math specific as any other maths teacher. And at the NCTM, together with Maths Hubs in the past um, year or so, we've been developing a program and making it available to give those people that I've just described, people who aren't what we call math specialists, to give them an opportunity to undergo a course of sessions led by uh, an expert in maths and professional development to um, increase what we call specialist knowledge for teaching mathematics. And that's a little bit more than what might be regarded as subject knowledge to teach mathematics. But we'll come to the difference, the subtle difference between specialist and subject a little later. But first of all, let me introduce uh, my guests today, uh, who are people who've gone through that. So first of all, Simon Hemsworth, who teaches at a school in now I've forgotten the name of the school. It's called Boxer, isn't it, Simon? The Henry Box School in Whitney. The Henry Boxer School in Whitney in Oxfordshire. And you are just that person I've just described, a non-specialist math teacher, aren't, aren't you? Tell me what, what your role is at Henry Boxer right now, please. So my current role at the Henry Boxer School is uh, my official title is transition teacher. So the, the, the premise of my job is not the physical transition from primary to, to secondary, but the embedding of students that need that extra support transitioning into secondary school life. And how much in that role as transition teacher, how much do you find yourself in classrooms teaching maths? So I teach out of a possible 48 sessions a fortnight, I teach 21 sessions. So that's split across three, three key stage three groups. Uh, key stage three year groups. So that's about half a timetable. So that's quite a large chunk of math teaching you do. But originally, when you, when you trained as a teacher, what was your uh, subject when you trained? I'm a PE teacher by trade. OK. Um, and so this has come fairly new to you, um, teaching maths alongside uh, colleagues in the maths department. Yeah, very much so. Um, when I started, I started in school in September, um, okay. myself and a colleague were employed in the transition teacher role um, and were split in between the English faculty and the maths faculty. And I ended up in the, the maths faculty, not, not through choice. <laughs> OK, well, let's pick up on uh, that choice element. Karen Moss, who's sitting alongside you, is a head of head of maths at Henry Boxer. Um, Karen, let's get an idea of the maths department uh, before we go into detail, please. Roughly, what's the size of your maths department? Um, there are eight of us within the maths department currently, um, most of whom are specialists in maths. OK, and size of school? Um, about 1,150. OK, with a sixth form. Yes. OK. And you just said most of them are math specialists. We, we know that Simon is it comes from a PE background. Have you ever had or do you have right now any other teachers who are teaching maths who, who didn't come from a principally maths background uh, as well? Yes, we've got um, a teacher whose main la uh, main subject was modern languages. OK, and she did a subject knowledge um, course a couple of years ago and found it really beneficial. So okay. we've advised Simon to do basically the same this year. 
Okay. So how did that decision come about? We'll come to the exactly what Simon has been doing uh, on, on this course of sessions uh, over the past few months in a moment. But what was the sort of thought process that went through your mind as head of maths in, in thinking and, and maybe persuading Simon to go on this course? Um, we've, we're quite lucky to have so many specialists within the department, but for, to be able to teach um, maths to a good standard, you really need to have a good subject knowledge there or specialist knowledge of being able to teach mathematics. Um, and we knew that this course would provide that for Simon. OK. And Simon, when Karen sidled up to you and suggested you do this uh, on top of your all the other pressures and responsibilities in your working week, what was your reaction? I was a new member of staff, Steve, so I was <laughs> super keen and super enthusiastic and said, of course, Karen, I would love to do this course. How did you think about maths and about the prospect of teaching maths coming from a solid background in, in, in PE? It's quite app apprehensive, to be honest. Not only is maths not my specialist subject, but it's not my strongest subject generally. I've worked in AP for many years, so I've done a lot of intervention work, but um, obviously, I was joking aside. When when um, Karen offered me this, it was like the perfect opportunity to to build that subject knowledge and you know the pedagogical skills are there. I'd like to think, um, but yeah, building on that to be able to teach high okay. quality teach taught lessons with that subject knowledge there. So yeah, daunting to start with, but the course has been really good. So um, let's let's just get a feel for what this has involved you doing. You you started back in November is that right how many when did you do them and, and roughly how many have there been since last November I should make the point we're talking now just before Easter 2022 so by last November I mean November 2021 yes yeah, so November 21 I started there's some of the sessions are doubled up but um there's about 18 sessions in total they are they were blended learning they were a mixture of face-to-face -face and online um They've all gone to online. We've been offered that, 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 that as a choice. Um, so they've all been online. And they vary. They're normally on a Monday or a Wednesday every other week. And they're all twilight sessions. So they've all been after the school day for two two to three hours after the school day. But, yeah, so a long, long day when I'm doing those. But, yeah, they've been really, 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 really useful. And you found yourself sitting uh, looking at your laptop alongside, virtually, alongside a small group of other people doing the same thing uh, in other schools. Is that right? Led by led by somebody who's who's been running the course in your area. Yeah, that's correct. So I should say when I say your area, um, this course has been run through the uh, Bucks, Bucks and Oxen Maths Hub, BBO Maths Hub, uh, which is based in Wickham. But before we ask you how you found it, I'm now going to talk to my colleague at the NCTM, Nicola Truebridge, one of the secondary team at the NCTM. And this course, uh, Nick, was your baby, really, wasn't it? You, you designed it and, and had a lot of a big role in designing what happens in the course. Yeah, I've been really fortunate. One of the reasons I started working at the NCTM was to um, kind of set up this initial programme design. Um, we worked with lots of different experts, people in school, people at the NCTM, people at higher education institutions and tried to design a programme that was kind of the best fit to roll out nationally across the whole country. So we piloted the SKTM programme um, starting last Easter with three or four different hubs. And then on the back of the pilot, we kind of fine tuned the materials and made sure that everything was kind of really, really high quality and fine tuned the kind of pedagogy and the way that we were going to run the programme. And then we started the national launch in September last year. 
So as Simon says, there's kind of 18 sessions which are based very much very closely along our um, teaching for mastery core concepts. So if people are familiar with the NCTM program, um, the SKTM program sits alongside that and embodies that teaching for mastery approach. So people that are already familiar with our work, um, there'll be no surprises. There'll be a kind of mixture of um, different activities, different pedagogies used and trying to a real blend of both subject knowledge and pedagogical knowledge to help support these non-specialists to you know, draw on the strengths they've already got from the pedagogies they know from their other subjects, but to actually focus in more depth on the specialist knowledge that is needed to teach maths confidently. So you use those four initials, SKTM. Uh, let's let's dig into those again. I mentioned those at the beginning of our conversation. S, specialist knowledge for teaching mathematics. Specialist, not subject. We've all known about subject knowledge enhancement courses for years, years, years. But we at the NCTM try to stress the nuance, the difference, the uniqueness of the specialist rather than the subject. So can you just unpick that for us, please, Nick? Yeah, being a specialist means lots of different things, doesn't it? It's not just being able to do the maths yourself, but to be able to understand where students have come from, to understand the curriculum, to know about progression in maths, um, to think about key mathematical structures and how they underpin mathematics. And we've particularly focused on things like um, mathematical representations and different ways of presenting concepts so that that maths isn't taught just in a procedural way, but actually that the links made with the concepts that underpin it. So all of those kind of things would come under our specialist knowledge. So it's not just can you do percentages, but do you understand the best way to teach percentages to the classes you've got in front of you? Right. I should have mentioned uh, that you've got a history, Nick, as a secondary school maths teacher behind you, but also you've been involved in teacher education at higher education institutions as well, haven't you, before you joined the NCTM? Yes, I have had a number of roles. I've worked on a range of PGCE programmes, both at university and at a local skits. And I also, one of my previous roles before that was working on the old subject knowledge enhancement course, which was for teachers who didn't have a maths degree, but actually did the programme before they trained to be maths teachers. So kind of like the year, year before, if that makes sense. So, yeah, that's my background. And Karen, you wear a one or two other hats connected to the BBO Maths Hub as well, don't you? So this course will have been relatively familiar to you or rather the NCTM and everything that Maths Hubs do will have been familiar to you. Yes, um, I currently also work as a secondary mastery specialist um, for the Hub, delivering a couple of their programmes. And lots of the material that you have um, been working with over the years will be very similar to what Nick's just described, the, the course that Simon's had consists of, the core concepts, the language, the representations. All of that is, is consistent, isn't it? It is. And that was really reassuring that that was going to happen. So everything we've been doing within the department that Simon's missed over the last few years, he's been kind of caught up on as well. So that's been really worthwhile. With, we haven't had to put the work into Simon going, oh, we've been doing this over the last few years in the department. He's actually been able to do that through the course. OK, back to you, Simon. You're almost through. Out of 18 sessions, you've done 15 or 16 now. What do you think you have gained from this um, course yourself? I can speak maths <laughs> with the rest of the department now. Um, obviously, it was quite alien to me starting off and going, you know, being embedded in the maths team. And obviously, as Karen's saying there, what they've been working towards for the last few years, I can access what they're talking about now, what the expectation of me is in the classroom, not just the expectation I have of my students. One of the biggest things I've taken away from it is not me personally being able to do maths, as Nick was talking about there, you know, the understand, oh, I can, I, I can do percentages. But I'm able to break them down. I have a huge 
empathy for the students I work with, working with the, you know, low attaining students. There's a lot of assumptions around maths. I've seen it even on the course. You know, we, we assume that there's prior knowledge there, um, the maths journey, the educational journey that these students have been through. I question things more now. I approach my maths teaching probably in the same way they do. There's no assumption that there's a prior knowledge to teach a new concept. Uh, and what the course has probably given me is the, the sort of the ability and I don't know, the ammunition to, to say, okay, they're not getting it this way. How can I deliver it a different way? It's obviously coming through in the classroom because my kids talk about moving from the concrete to the abstract to say, it's just pictorial in the terms of, you know, it's, they, they, they've, they've got math speak. Okay, Karen, how have you seen uh, Simon's uh, math teaching develop during the, this school year? His confidence massively improved in terms of his delivery. Um, but you can also see that the students now quite happily automatically go to using representations because they've become familiar within most of their lessons, whether that's from number lines or bar modelling. They will always default to one of those representations to support them. When they're talking in the classroom, it's, it's very clear that they are expected to use mathematical language to explain their methods. And that's expected every lesson. I've been into several of Simon's lessons. It's just an automatic thing they know is going to happen. They're going to be asked, you know, how did you get your answer more than what is your answer? Um, so that's really developed. And although they are low attaining students that Simon's currently teaching, the expectations are really high. The expectations are, are not lowered because they're low attaining students. The students are still expected to be able to explain and to be able to use that mathematical language. Simon, I'm going to ask you in a minute, I'll give you time to think if there's any sort of moment or particular session of these uh, 16 sessions you've had so far, which which really remains with you, which you found really powerful or really enjoyable. So while you're just thinking about that, I'm just going to go back to Nick. Uh, this course, uh, which Simon has done and hundreds of others uh, have done around the country with them, led by their maths hub uh, this school year, is continuing. Uh, and there will be the same offer to schools next school year. In fact, some schools may be starting early after Easter with the knowledge that this person is going to be teaching in September. Let's get them up and running soon. Um, so that's correct, isn't it, Nick? Every Maths Hub, one way or another, is going to be offering this uh, opportunity uh, across the country. Absolutely. We like to think of it as an entitlement, really, that actually if somebody wants to develop their specialist knowledge, then there'll be something there for them. So um, it's depending on need, really, so it will be offered across all 40 maths hubs. And if there's if there's enough demand, people will be offering it in Easter for an early start. And otherwise, the rest of the cohorts will start later on in the autumn term. Yeah. Um, because, as Simon's already alluded, that quite a few of the sessions have been moved online. Um, there's a complete suite of interactive Desmos classroom materials um, that are part of the programme. So lots of hubs have actually kind of run things online for that reason. And some hubs have actually combined together and um, participants have kind of worked with their neighbouring hubs to, to ensure there's a programme available you know, in a timely manner for when they need it to start their own teaching. Uh, the one person we haven't mentioned, and uh, generically, it actually is the person leading the cohort. In every maths hub, there is somebody who will be leading uh, the, the small group of people like Simon. And that's an important person. We call them cohort lead, don't we, Nick? And they are important people uh, as well in this equation. Yeah, so our cohort leads, we have, like I said, a 40, one across every single maths hub, and they've got a number of roles. So they work very closely with us at the NCTM to kind of use the materials that we provided nationally. So there is a kind of um, these core 18 sessions will be the same no matter which hub you sign up to. Um, however, as well, the cohort leads also provide some local contextual bespoke support. So when they get to know people in their cohorts, they will see what needs um 
are needed within their local local region. And some of the cohort leads are providing um, either one to one mentoring or possible school observations or joint planning or just arranging observations. So the non-specialists can go and observe a mastery specialist at a different school. So the cohort leads are providing all of that kind of bespoke um, follow up support in addition to the 18 core sessions that we've talked about. Good. Thank you. And if you are listening to this, uh, want to find out more, if you go to the Maths Hubs area of the NCTM website and, and find what Maths Hubs are doing, you'll you'll quickly find a page dedicated to this particular programme uh, and um, what it entails and how you can get in touch with your, your local Maths Hub. Um, Karen, I'm going to come to you before I come to Simon to finish us. I suppose, Karen, it, if you had a group of other heads of department or maybe head teachers and you were trying to sort of sell this to them, you might say, I don't want to put words in your mouth, that in the <laughs> long run, devoting the time of a teacher to this will will save time for a math department and, and will benefit. It, obviously, there's an input at the start, but nevertheless, in the long run, it will be time well spent. Yes, definitely. Um Simon's obviously had to do a lot of the work himself, but with the um, support he's been given on the programme means that actually he's, he's very he's a lot more confident with delivering any area of maths now. Um, and he came to us happy to deliver year seven, not so much with year eight, but actually I think he'd be very happy delivering any level of maths for the department now. Thanks very much. Simon, have you thought of a moment in your course which sticks in the mind, which you found particularly powerful or enjoyable? I mean, all credit to Shane, who's been the, the tutor on the course. Um, our sessions have been really beneficial and, you know, really beneficial to me because, like I said, not just a non-specialist, but me relearning maths and then how to dissect that and then and then re-deliver that. Um, you know, I talked before, I had the joke about learning to speak maths. I understand that, that Karen will look at me at mathematical language. If you would have asked me to teach linear equations a year ago, probably wouldn't have been best pleased with you, but... I mean, now, you know, through Desmos, which is really quite useful, um, but things, you know, using like MathSpot, different representations, we had to say, I don't just have to teach linear equations like I was taught linear equations at school. It can be broken down, you know, and, and if students aren't learning in a particular way. And, yeah, from the course, I would say it, it's just that confidence to be able to say, stop, this isn't working. There are other ways of doing this. And, you know, if you don't understand a bar model, I don't have to panic because it's not the only option I've got anymore. Yeah, that would be my that would be my takeaway. Great. Thanks very much indeed. Thanks to everybody. Just to repeat, if you're listening to this and you want to know more, what, what this programme is, it's one of a suite of programmes we offer at the NCTM, SKTM, Specialist Knowledge for Teaching Mathematics. We offer them for early years, primary, primary teaching assistance. This particular one we're talking about is SKTM for secondary non-specialist teachers. You can find it within the Maths Hubs area of the NCTM website or just talk to your local Maths Hub. Thank you, Simon. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Nick, very much for giving us your time this afternoon. And thank you to you for listening to this episode in the NCTM podcast. We hope you found it interesting. Please recommend it to anybody else uh, that might find it interesting as well. Subscribe to us so that you get all our podcasts whenever they appear. But for now, thank you for listening and goodbye. <laughs>